Hello everybody and welcome back to Grace Nerd. My name is Eric, if you're new to the channel. So I just finished watching the Daily Wire's new release, Terror on the Prairie, so I figured I would go ahead and give it a review. So, hope you'll join me. So if you're new to the channel and you're unaware of what I do here, I generally focus on Christian theology or commentary on culture from a Christian worldview or talk about the Christian life. So if you enjoy that sort of thing, then make sure that you go ahead and subscribe or hit the notification bell. If you do that, then you'll know when new uploads like this happen or when potentially live streams begin. Or if you've discovered the podcast in audio form, then make sure that you go ahead and follow wherever you are. So everyone really seemed to enjoy my review of the movie What is a Woman, the previous release from The Daily Wire. So I figured I'd go ahead and give a little review of this movie and give a little bit of a take from a Christian perspective, wherever that applies. So if you're unaware of the origin story kind of of this project, then maybe you've been living under a rock for a while. But basically, it helps a lot if you know who Gina Carano is. She was one of the main characters in the Disney Star Wars show The Mandalorian and she sort of played this strong female lead. She actually came from MMA fighting and so she sort of fit that physical performance really well and really was sort of the perfect pick for a, you know, physically strong female lead in that sense. But eventually her more conservative leanings ended up getting her into trouble with Disney. Eventually she posted a meme where she sort of compared the alienating of opposing political views to sort of the early alienation that took place of, for instance, the Jews in World War II Germany. And a lot of people took offense to that and basically took that as making light of, you know, events in World War II Germany, if you know what I mean. Uh, Disney ended up firing her for that in spite of her fellow actors in the cast posting similar things and similar comparisons only aiming in the opposite political direction so however you feel about what she said her firing really was pure hypocrisy on Disney's part and the Daily Wire picked up on it and they ended up giving her a call and ended up giving her a job being in this movie and so here it is and so basically this is a western and she's pretty much the main character in the story. So with that background out of the way, I want to just basically walk through a few different elements of the movie and talk about how it's stacked up in comparison, particularly to other Daily Warrior projects. So I suppose I could compare this movie to What is a Woman, the movie that I talked about just before this. I haven't reviewed the other Daily Warrior movies, so it would take a lot of time to draw all the comparisons there. And I should say it is kind of difficult to compare a dramatic Western movie like this to something like a documentary like What is a Woman. But in short, I will say, I do think that What is a Woman is a better documentary than this is a dramatic film, if that makes any sense at all. I would say that What is a Woman achieved what it set out to do, possibly a bit better than this film did. But that being said, I would say overall, I did like this movie, but I want to get into some of the details of that. So I'm going to talk about, first of all, the writing in the movie, then I can talk about the acting a little bit, then I can talk about the direction or cinematography and the look of the film, then I can talk about the overall watchability or pacing of the movie, and then I can talk about what themes I think this movie was going after and what it achieved. 
basically the message I think that it was trying to communicate. And then at the end, I'll give you a little bit of content warnings and talk about how family friendly or not family friendly this movie is. So first of all, there's not a ton to be said about the writing in terms of the plot. It's not the most complicated plot, but the basic premise, without giving too many spoilers, is that there is this couple with their son and baby daughter who have just settled in the Wild West, basically, and they're more accustomed to civilization, at least the wife is, Gina Carano. And she's just coming up against the difficulty of that sort of lifestyle. And just when she's about to give up, the husband goes to town to gather some supplies and actually look for a job because he's beginning to want to concede to her and possibly give up on trying to start their own home out in the Wild West. And then while she's alone, some villains come and begin to threaten her and her children. This is very much in keeping, I'd say, with the dramatic themes of previous Daily Wire movies where there actually is a strong female lead, but it seems that what the Daily Wire tries to do is that they try to draw out the strength in their female characters, but they try to do so in a more realistic way where the female character isn't necessarily physically going around and beating up grown men, but she maintains her femininity and she ends up using her wits and other skills in order to outsmart the villains while still having that feminine vulnerability. What makes me kind of unsure about how I feel about this is that I totally agree with this agenda and showing the true strength of femininity. But the thing that was great about Gina Carano in Star Wars was that you could actually buy that she was a physically strong female character given her MMA background. And so in that sense, her vulnerability in this movie does kind of take you off guard and it's not necessarily as believable because she does have that strong build. And you kind of could believe that she could beat up some of these men. But granted, this still probably is more realistic. And so in short, I basically agree with the point they're trying to make with feminine characters. But it's just kind of ironic that it ended up being Gina Carano that was used to accomplish the communication of this theme. And so basically to complete the summary of the plot without too many spoilers, these villains end up being people who fought for the Confederacy. And this family ends up being people who are on the side of the North. And while that sort of history gets a little more complicated as the plot gets revealed, that's the basic summary. But then I'll leave the eventual reveals for you if you watch the movie. And so now we can talk about the acting. The acting, I'd say, overall is really solid. I'd say the best performance probably comes from the main villain, although pretty much all the other actors, including the child actors, did really well, although one of them's a baby. That's another thing I'll say about the Daily Wire movies so far, particularly with Shudden, which I have not reviewed yet. Let me know if you want me to. But what's amazing is the directing of infants or small babies. It's actually kind of disturbing when you think about what they possibly had to do. I think for the most part, they use sound effects for the crying of the baby in this movie. But in Shut In, there was a crying baby where it was all really authentic. And you realize that acting is that quote unquote acting is really real. That baby was really crying. And you wonder how they, you know, achieved some of those scenes without, you know, disturbing the baby for life in some way. It's really something. But then we come down to Gina Carano. I think I don't want to, you know, offend big Gina Carano fans who really want to support the Daily Wire here, but I don't think it's a secret that she's not really an Oscar winning actress. And, you know, Star Wars didn't require that level of acting from her. She played her part really well insofar as she accomplished what was required of her. In this movie, I'd say they used her really well for the most part. She plays a much more understated role for the most part. And, um, I'd say when her role is played in an understated way, it works really well. But when she starts to branch beyond that into the more dramatic scenes, the more she pushes it, the more it kind of lost me at some points. So yeah, there were a few moments where I felt I was kind of pulled away from the movie a little bit thinking about that. But comment below. If you watched the movie, let me know how her acting worked for you.
Next, we could talk about the directing and cinematography. I'd say this movie looks great. It holds up. I'd say alongside many other Western movies, the scenery is awesome. The shots are beautiful. And I would say that particularly when the weather is really rough in the movie, you really feel it when it's cold. It feels really cold when it's hot, it feels hot. You know, you really kind of get a feel for what's going on in every shot. So I'd say the directing for me was pretty top notch. Next, we could talk about the pacing and the watchability of the movie overall. I'd say that the movie sort of plays itself off as more of a slow burn towards the beginning. And something I'll mention here is that actually there's like no music in the movie. So that's really interesting. At least there wasn't any that I can remember. And I'd say for the most part that works. Although I'd say towards the second half of the movie, I think there were some parts that possibly could have used some music. It did begin to feel a bit slow. And that's kind of strange because the second half of the movie is really where a lot of the action kicks in and where it's supposed to be much more suspenseful. But this is also where the movie possibly lost me a little bit as well in that you're supposed to feel really tense and really feel things speed up towards the second half of the movie. But this is actually where I started to feel things drag a little bit. I think maybe they could have trimmed things down a little bit, but I would have to really think about it to figure out where they could have cut things out. But I'm not an expert on that. And when you bring all this together, I could talk again about the writing a little bit. There's a few points toward, I'd say, the end of the movie with the villains where you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. There were a few parts of the movie where I felt that the character's decision making didn't make a lot of sense. But then the writing would come through and there would be a few plot points explained where then the character decisions actually do make a little bit more sense, particularly the decisions of the villains. There were parts where I'm like, come on, they could have won or defeated the main characters if they had just done this. But then you hear some explanation and you realize why they're doing the things they're doing. So a lot of that actually ends up working when it actually initially didn't seem to make sense. But then even in spite of that, there are a few points toward the end where you look at the villains and you go, really, why'd you do that? That was really stupid. You could have gotten an advantage if you did this or that. But again, I don't want to give too many spoilers as to what the ultimate conclusion is. Make sure that you watch for yourself. I do recommend it. And so getting back to some of the main themes that I think The Daily Wire was going for here, I think that this movie, I suppose this is a little bit of my own interpretation, although I'm sure it mixes in with some of their intentions as well. I think they really did want to emphasize, again, a strong female lead, but they really put the strong female lead alongside a strong male lead where the strong female lead wasn't established at the expense of the strong male lead or with her having to bash her husband in some way. There's like strong husband and strong wife but then you see the necessary steps that the wife has to take when the the strong male lead is not there to defend her but this isn't done in a way where the strong male lead is shown as being unnecessary or trying to prove a point in some way regarding that you really see sort of that longing for the strong male lead to return and in the end i think this is sort of a strong overarching theme the movie is sort of trying to talk about it's sort of a snapshot, perhaps, of where our culture is in that men have so often abdicated their roles as a strong leader and defender. And that's sort of what you sense throughout the course of the film. You wish that that husband was there to to help and to protect, but he's not. And so the woman has to step up, but she's longing for him to return. And then you get actually a few scenes of the husband off trying to find work and he has these different distractions that are keeping him from returning home. I won't get into too many of the details of that, but I couldn't help but think it was kind of symbolic as to what kinds of things pull men away from their primary responsibilities. Again, if you notice some of these themes, feel free to comment below. Tell me what you think. And so finally, I'll talk about content warnings a little bit. There is some pretty strong violence in this movie and some pretty strong 
gore. The movie kind of opens with it. I'll go ahead and spoil at least the first scene. You actually see a man get scalped right on camera and it's pretty nasty. And there's some similar levels of violence a couple times throughout the movie, although most of it's just gunfighting. But there's a few scenes where you see some pretty exquisite pain taking place on screen. And so trigger warning insofar as that goes. And that's primarily, I'd say, what earns the movie its mature rating is the violence. Although there is, I'd say, slight sexual content, not strong at all. There's no nudity, but there is, for instance, a scene with a brothel with some scantily clad women. And I'd say the movie doesn't glorify this. It plays it in a relatively realistic way, and it actually plays it as a negative thing, although you could still argue how much of that should really be necessarily put on screen, even if you're trying to establish a good theme. So slight warning there. And so there are a whole bunch of other, you know, spiritual themes I could talk about, but I don't want to spoil the movie too much. I will say it's pretty interesting that actually the main villain sort of walks through the movie quoting scripture all the time because he's a preacher's kid and that's pretty interesting. But you kind of see that while he quotes the Bible all the time, he eventually does blaspheme when he doesn't get his way eventually. So that's really interesting. They actually establish the good and bad characters in a very stark and clear way, which is really, I think, something that is often lacking in movies these days. Do you know that decision was really intentional? It's something I saw the producers of the movie talk about quite a bit in that we often see movies that overcomplicate the motives of the characters where you can't even draw the line between good and evil. And while certain movies can explore those themes in pretty interesting ways, it can get to a point where you can see that the intention of the movie is really to erase those lines where that's really not where this movie goes. So there you have it. There's my overall thoughts on the movie. I'd say if I were to give it something out of a five star rating, I'd say somewhere between three and a half stars and four stars. When I think a lot about the weaker points of the acting or the slower parts of the movie, it lowers that rating a bit. But when I think about the directing and the cinematography and the quality of the writing of the dialogue and things like that, it really brings up the quality of the movie for me. And particularly, I would say the performance of the main villain and the other villains were really excellent. I think they were probably some of the strongest parts of the film. So there's my thoughts. Uh, if you found them helpful or if you watched the movie and you agree, disagree, want to add your comments, please do. Again, though, if you enjoyed the video, make sure that you leave a like and go ahead and subscribe if you're new to the channel and go ahead and hit the notification bell again if you want to know when new uploads happen. Again, my name is Eric. This is Grace Nerd, and I hope to see you around in the next video. Thank you so much for stopping by.